You're listening to Driving Out Loud with Joe and Tracy. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Driving Out Loud with Joe and Tracy. I am Tracy, and of course, I am here with... The other guy. The other guy, Joe. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Joe, me. Joe, that's me, What's man. What's up, my man? What's up? Oh, uh, nothing, man. Just another great episode today. So, we had a delivery during this episode. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and what was delivered to us is probably the biggest pizza... I have ever seen in my life. The biggest freaking pizza. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What is it, like 24 inches? Something or? like that. It's huge. It looks like it belongs on our, one of our semis. <laughs> <laughs> so, special thanks to Tammy, your mama. Yep, my daddy. And your daddy, Kirk. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the pizza. It's lovely. And we will devour it. Well, we'll try. So, Joe, we have a special, not a special guest, but four, four. special guests. First time. Another first time <clears throat> podcast. Yes, sir. So, the band Shovelhead 66 out of Denver. What do you think? Fucking badass, man. They are badass. <laughs> Fucking Shovelhead 66. Go check them out. So, Shovelhead 66 is a rock band from the Denver, Colorado area, and they have some really cool songs out. And yeah. those songs, Take Notice, Keep Me Running, and Nowhere to Hide. Okay, the song Take Notice has a nice heavy feel to it. What do you think, Joe? I, I would agree. Um, it honestly, it kind of reminded me of a uh, Red Hot Chili's Pepper song, kind of uh, uh, a slower Misfits kind of song. It, it yeah. was. And I was thinking more like, you know, just a. 2000s alternative rock. That's yeah. that's kind of the feel that I get from it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so Shovelhead 66, they're, they're a great band. They started out in 2018, and they were known as Angry Steve. Angry Steve. That's cool, because we know <laughs> a guy named Steve, but he's never angry. <laughs> well, there was this one time. <laughs> angry Steve then turned out to be Shovelhead 66, and they started writing their own music, which we are going to share a few of those songs with you guys today. And the interview that we did with all of them via Zoom, hashtag Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Zoom? So what we're going to do is let you guys listen to that interview and a few of their songs that they are about to go into recording to with World Famous Studio. Yeah. With Pete DeBoer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty damn awesome. So congratulations to Shovelhead 66. And from here, we give you the interview and those three songs, Take Notice, Keep Me Running, and Nowhere to Hide. Hell yeah. Stay tuned. Here they come.
All right, so we are here with Shovelhead 66, and Shovelhead 66 is a band out of Denver, Colorado, and we are pleased to welcome them to Driving Out Loud. Joe, Brandon, Rob, and Mike, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Great to be with you. Yeah, good. All right. So we are here, and we wanted to give you guys a chance to tell us who you are how you got started, and, you know, just some basic information about the band. So I understand that you guys started back in 2018, and you actually started with the name Angry Steve. So <laughs> like that, where did the change come, you know, when you, when you decided to change it to Shovelhead 66, and how did that name come about? Who wants to answer that? Go for it, Joe. Yeah, I can answer it. So uh, we were Angry Steve, and that was an old nickname of mine. Uh, and we just thought it was kind of fun. And we played like 17 gigs last year. <clears throat> and around January, we were actually talking about making our own music. And uh, just some things came up, and the band kind of imploded. And then the coronavirus hit, which didn't help things. So at that time, none of us were playing together and uh, we were talking about uh, maybe trying to get back together and I was trying to get a band. One way or another, I wanted to be in a band. So I had put uh, a question out on Facebook asking if I started a new band, what was a good name? And a buddy of mine out of Montana, his name's Eric, he uh, had sent in something that said uh, Shovelhead 66. And there was probably about 40 different entries. And uh, that was one that we all liked. And as I started researching at Shovelhead's, like uh, a Harley motor in 66, 1966 was the first year that they made those um, motors. And it's kind of fitting a little bit because we play at the Platte River and a lot of different biker bars. So it's a good name for us. Yeah, that's nice. cool. That's cool. All right. So when you were doing your cover songs, what kind of music did y'all cover? We did like, uh, we do everything. We do everything from Kiss, uh, Leonard Skinner, but we do a lot of 90s. And I guess some of that is dictated by my voice. Yeah. So I have a little bit lower voice. And so uh, Allison Chain, Stone Temple Pilots, we do a lot of that because my voice is similar to Scott Wyland's when I sing, uh, you know, stuff like that. We do Pearl Jam, Yellow Ledbetter. So nice. Yeah, that's Throw a little cool. Beatles in there every once in a while, some Steve Miller Band. Nice. Yeah, already, you know, people are out to have a good time to see the show, so got to play what the crowd likes. Hell yeah! Let's let's talk about your song "Take Notice." So I I've, I listened to it, and it seems a little bit heavier than the other songs that you guys sent over, and I'm sensing a bit of a political message in it too. What's that all about? Yeah, I wrote that song, and I wanted it. <laughs> Not necessarily political, but social aware, as they would say today. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I want you to be able to listen to that song if you're a Democrat, Republican, or something else, but still point out social awareness issues in our community. Very nice. That's pretty cool. And that song... Um, I wrote a while back. It was actually supposed to be a little bit more. I'm a big Misfits fan. It was supposed to be a little bit more punky. And we had an, a different guitar player named Ben. And I had gone to his house, Ben Trujillo. And he had done just a basic riff on it. And Ben is pretty heavy metal guy. 
Okay. So uh, that that's where it originally got set, and then Brandon was able to take that and really improve on it, and so the song is where it's at because of Brandon. But originally, the basic riff, I guess, was set by Ben. Okay. Nice. So, Brandon, you, you're the guitar player. Um, do you come up with the riffs all by yourself, or does everybody in the band help you out, or how, how do you go about coming up with the sound? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. The front of it. It's not a little bit of both. Brandon like comes up with the riffs and then we join in. He's the talent of the music. I, I like to look at it like to create the framework, and then these guys can kind of bring it in based on their their backgrounds or their playing styles. Is the way I like to look at it. But yeah, it comes a lot of different ways. Like Joe said, for this song, the main riff or the idea of the main riff had already been there from a prior guitarist. We just took it or I took it and kind of made it more into like a a framework or a format that works for that song. Um, but it's also pretty cool too. Cause like when we get together and practice, like Mike and Rob are adding kind of their backgrounds, their styles or help kind of make, make the sound a little better or more full, I guess it'd be. Right. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon can take that song, have a, a basic hit, what he's playing on guitar, which just background drums and bass. I'll add lyrics, but then he's sending them to Mike and Rob and they're changing it to make it their style as well. So when we all meet up, then we're, it's collaborated together. Do you guys have like a, a favorite band or artist that you guys kind of pull some ideas from like, like for a guitar rift or um, for like a, a drum line or something? Do you guys all have a joint thing or do you just bring just solely independent your stuff in? Um, oh, I want to answer that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my biggest influence is uh, Chad Gracie from the band Live. Oh, cool. So um, that's what I grew up listening to. That was my that was my band. That was my guy. Um, pretty much everything, I feel like the, the, the style that I play in the drums is, uh, you know, mirrored after, after him. You know, just playing along with their albums over the, you know, last 25 years or so, so... Very cool. I don't know about the guitars because I don't play them, so you guys can answer that. <laughs> uh, the guitars are actually interesting. I have a, my style is not really rock; it's more blues rock. But that's why me and Joe laugh, or I laugh, because Joe wants it to be a little bit more metal, and I want, I'm always a little bit more popish. Yeah, sure. So we have to come together <laughs> to make the sound work for what we're looking for too, or what the image of the band is too. Right. Um, nice. Yeah. So if you guys came to one of our shows, I'm an angry front man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pop. You yeah. do, do you do the stage jives and everything like that? <laughs> well, we had a big enough stage out there. <laughs> we'll get you a stage big enough out here in Junction that you can stay, stage dive off of. Hell yeah, we'll tear that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from a bassist's perspective, how do you go about coming up with the basic beats for the band. I mean, I guess not really beats, but how do you come up with, you know, playing yeah. along with everybody else? Yeah. So the last few songs that we've, we've been recording, um, you know, Brandon and, and Joe have come up with an idea and sent it over. And so, you know, there's kind of a little bit of a, a, a basic, um, you know, bass track just that uh, Brandon's recorded as he's playing the, the guitars, but really it's more of when Rob and I get together, he's going to add in his fills. He's got a, a little bit of a different rhythm than say, you know, something that's just put in like on a four, four, just to get a structure around it. Yeah, and right. so he and I end up playing off each other. And then I'm also listening to kind of the, 
the rhythm of uh, Joe's speaking, and I tried to to embellish or hit on on that as well, and just kind of tie the uh, the drum pattern along with with the vocal line that's going on. Um, you know, a lot of our our songs um, are sticking with a common tuning, common uh, you know chord progressions. That that's fairly easy, but it's also kind of nice because it gives you just a uh, a foundation to then riff off of. Um, you know, my background. I'm I'm from Tennessee, so I grew up you know listening to 90s and grunge and that sort of thing but also a lot of like southern rock drive-by truckers jason isbell widespread panic and so i like kind of getting the riff on stuff and uh you get a little structure and then you just you improvise over the top of it what what part of tennessee are you from memphis (laughs) (laughs) i always want to see somebody from memphis I'm from Memphis myself, so I say everybody we awesome. interview has some sort of ties with Memphis or Tennessee in some way. It's hilarious. Nine hundred one for life. <laughs> Great and grind. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that's what my son-in-law said. Nine hundred one for life. He's <laughs> from Memphis. Nice. Okay, that's pretty cool. Good guys from Memphis coming out west. That's what we're doing. We got to get away from the. Oh yeah. The crime and craziness in Memphis. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to head back over there because I can't find decent barbecue here. No, <laughs> let me tell you what, don't, I've don't already had a, ideas of possibly <laughs> opening up my own barbecue place out here. <laughs> nice. Do it. I'll, I'll come see you first weekend. <laughs> yeah. Not road trip for a show and barbecue. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I definitely pick up a a lot of alternative, like early 2000s music from your guys' music. So what kind of music from that genre or era, if you will, what kind of music or what bands or songs influence you guys the most? Because I pick up a lot of alternative. I think everybody's different for me. Like I'm always uh, influenced by the people or the songs I think I sound like or I can sing, if that makes sense. So, like I said, Stone Temple Pilots is one for me. I can sing their songs well or Godsmack. When Stone Temple Pilots was kind of phasing out, I was a big Godsmack fan because Sully kinds of sing, you know, sings a little bit lower and stuff. Um, also, like, Volbeat. Danzig, I hear that a lot, and I, yep. I'm a big Misfits fan. But that's for me. Like, I, that's what that's what I pick up out of your guys' music. For me, it was a lot of you know the normal alternative stuff like Stone Pilots, but also REM. But I've got older siblings. I have a brother that's 14 years older than me, and a sister that's seven years older. And so my sister was big into Danzig, big into the Misfits. And so when Joe comes with these kind of songs, I've at least heard them before. Um, my brother was into hair bands, so that works out for the cover scene. Um, but, uh, you know, I also like stuff like Depeche Mode and, you know, a bit more of the, the, I guess, prog rock kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it seems like people from Memphis, they have a very wide variety of musical <laughs> likes. I mean, it's like me. I can I can do rap. I can do alternative. I can do classic rock. I can just all kinds of different music just speaks to me but you know i guess that's the that has to do with the area that i grew up in because it's so diverse in memphis so okay so let's get to rob on the drums okay i always consider the drummer as the heartbeat of the band 
So does the band play more off of you or do you come up with beats, you know, with the rhythms that come out? I'm, I'm not sure exactly how you go about it. Well, I think, you know, kind of our mantra, I guess, that we use um, is, and, and Joe might even say this later too, is simple cells. So we're just trying to, I'm just trying to keep the beats simple. Um, I've always, you know, my background growing up, again, like I said, it was kind of the 90s alternative stuff. But then once I got into college, I really got heavy into country music, which is, you know, very standard uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the different time signatures and drumming and um, the different beats and stuff. So, um, you know, we just try to keep it simple, something that everybody can play off of, um, something that, you know, is catchy, but, uh, you know, people can still, you know, dance around, move around to, um, you know, I like it when folks are out in the audience, you know, bobbing their head to the, to the bass uh, as it's hitting. And uh, so, yeah, we just, I just try to keep it simple. I mean, I'm not going to be doing, you know, 20 minute long Neil Pert uh, <laughs> solos or anything crazy like that. We're, um, we're, we're just, you know, I'm just kind of a simple drummer. I, I like to, you know, just keep it in check, keep it clean, um, you know, and just uh, uh, keep the lungs thump. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right on. So you guys are about to step into world famous studios and record. I'm assuming for the first time. Um, would you consider this the culmination of your guys's music career, or you know, are you looking for another climax in your music career by like playing in front of millions of people, like other you know rock bands like Metallica, you know, all those huge names, Stadium. So what what would you? consider to be the climax of your music career just laying down tracks in a recording or professional recording or something else i think uh when we went we originally went and saw third and james uh, a studio because friends of ours float like a buffalo they're another band here in littleton area uh they had gone and recorded with third and james so we went and saw them and they actually said they were more of a country label or recording studio so we went they suggested we go see Pete DeBoer at World Famous because he's more of a rock studio. But when I went and saw Pete, he's like, Joe, what's your goal? Like, do you have a goal? And I'm like, yeah, I have lots of goals. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, first of all, like we want to, as a band, want to have really good songs that everybody likes that are recorded clean. We have good songs now, but they're being done in Brandon's bedroom. Does that make sense? And they're not mixed well. And so that's number one. And we'd like to have an album as, you know, as a band that we're proud of. Like, then maybe we'd like to be played on KBPI in Denver or other radio stations. Oh, yeah. uh, by having our own music, we're able to play bigger venues like the Gothic, the Bluebird, the Fillmore, the Ogden, open up for people. And then, you know, like, yeah, why not? Like, let's dominate the world and sell out Pepsi Center and Red Rocks. I mean, you know, but in, in talking to Pete, he's like, that's really a good start. And it really starts with clean music and a good recording. Right. So, like, let's do that and go from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I hear yeah, hear yeah you, no, that's awesome. That's a good goal to have. I mean, sure, like, I would love to be Metallica. Is that realistic? 
Yeah. I don't know, man. But like, we could all, all four of us could have a really good album and be a really good band here in Denver and popular and jam out and have other people come and go, damn, they're really good. What's wrong with that, too, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't think the world's putting out a lot of Metallicas anymore the way the music business is going, you know? Yeah. And you, yeah. Also, it it does. It. I'll say just every day is kind of exceeding what I thought, you know, when I, when I joined the group, I just wanted some guys to jam with that were, you know, good to hang out with and we could play music. And then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, maybe we can play for 150 people. Hey, maybe we're, we're going to record a song. Hey, I'm about to stand on the stage with, uh, you know, the same stage that panic and fish and Dave Matthews are on. And I, I hadn't planned for that. And, I didn't plan on having a podcast today. So it's like every day is exceeding my expectations. And so I don't know where it's, where it's going to go, but this has been pretty awesome. Um, And, you know, all credit to Rob and Joe for getting out here and just like really pushing things forward. Um, We went from being in the basement and Joe came in and he's like, look, let's get something going. I I booked us a show. We got a show in five weeks. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) And 160 people showed up, you know? Yeah. We played at a VFW. We charged $10 a ticket and donated to the VFW, but they made $1,600 on that show, you know? Nice. Well, we didn't make anything. We're broke still. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, man. You'll get there. Um, so so you guys being a uh, relatively new band, um, when you guys get together and practice, are you guys still trying to refine the songs that you have um, already ready to play, like if you're going to a, a concert or a show, or are you guys still trying to come up with new music and can you know consistently, you know, keep refining the overall sound, or do you work more on the the songs that you have now to get a good solid base? Are you just constantly coming up with new stuff, Brandon? Yeah, I think you're at all the above. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot too, like the live show is a lot different than just the recording. Sure. Recordings are very, very refined and um, very clear, but live, you can do a lot more stuff with it. Um, so even if we have like a, a song, practicing it down in the basement for a live show is a little bit different than um, laying it down for the studio or whatnot. And I think, I think any band that plays is always constantly trying to grow together. Um, the more that we play together, the more we feed off of each other, um, the better the songs get live and the better future songs get in the studio. And it's been kind of cool. This is a very creative group, which I like. So we're constantly sending songs back and forth or riffs or song ideas, even though we're still trying to get ready for an upcoming show, which I think is pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah, we- And as the show gets closer, that obviously becomes your priority. Like we have Halloween mini fest coming up and we haven't, I mean, we played like take notice and stuff like that at the plat, but not a whole show of our own music. So right now we have our, that goal Hammer, hammer them songs so we're ready to go and we show up at Herman's Hideaway like blowing everyone away. But also, Brandon's still sending me music so I come home from work, drink beers, and write lyrics. That's not the priority right now, though. As soon as, as, as Herman's is done, we're going to the recording studio so we're supposed to meet with Pete and we'll just work on those two or three songs to get them sound the best we can. So it's nice. like busy, you know? Yeah. You're doing it. You're trying to do it all, you know? It, what, what has to get put on the back burner is the cover songs because right now we're, right. we're not playing cover shows right now because that's, I mean, we could show up and play 47 to 50 songs. So if the plot expects you play four hours, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, so 
if you're not practicing them all the time too, then I'm forgetting the words of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so stepping into a recording studio, I know this has to be exciting for you guys. Um, do you feel intimidated at all? I mean, especially with somebody that has the name like Pete. I mean, that, that's got to be a little bit intimidating or do you, are you just guys, are you just taking this in stride and just going with it? Like what's got us here is like, shoot, I'm all about business. Like, you know, like, but for real, like, put it on the table, let's go, you know? Like, and, and, I, and I will tell you, like, when I record with Brandon, Brandon will go, sing that, sing that. And the more I record, then you start loosening up. So I do worry about that a little bit because now we have, we're paying for it. Right, right. So uh, you want to be the best you can right off the bat, but I also know it may take a time or two to you know get my best recording but i'm not that's just me maybe maybe the other guys are nervous but i'm not nervous at all like let's go like i got i ain't got nothing to lose bro like this is this is it this is my shot if it doesn't happen with these three dudes i'm done like for real like this is it (laughs) i can talk a little bit a little bit okay, different nice. because when you're when you're playing live, you know, a little flub, a little bit, you know, string noise or whatever that gets lost in the mix. Right. Um, when you go in the studio, you have to be extremely precise, which is something that you I think you have to practice. You have to play to click. You have to really be focused on playing that because once it's laid down, it's going to be there permanently. And, you know, especially if you're recording it, you're going to hear that every time you listen to a playback for the rest of your life. So um, I'm excited for it, but I know it's going to be a new challenge that we haven't had to, to go through before. So it's, it'll be fun. Um, I mean, I'm glad that we have computers these days so we can actually kind of cherry pick things and we're not just do, laying down on a four track and that one recording is the way it's going to be. All right. Definitely. It seems like it would get frustrating having to go take after take after take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems like you know, something that Mike touched on was when he, Brandon and I recorded, there's certain songs that I'm like, oh man, I should have sung it a little different, but we're, I'm lazy and I didn't want to go back. But then listening to them dem- demos, it drives me crazy now. Cause every time I hear that little mistake, that little, so like what Mike said, I, when we go to Pete, it has to be like perfect. Like, you know, otherwise the rest of my life, I'll be listening to that stupid ass song and my <laughs> one mistake. And that's all I'll hear. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Rob, what about you? How, how, how are you feeling oh, I, about this? You know, I'm pretty excited. Uh, not too nervous. I, I, I had the opportunity to meet with Pete and Joe. So I was there and, you know, just Pete was totally chill, to, total relax you know, relax me and, and my nerves just hanging out with him. Um, so I think it's going to be a good uh, partnership that we have with him to, uh, to work on this, uh, not only work on our songs, but our overall album. Um, so I, I'm not nervous. I'm ready. Like, I'm just excited, ready to get into the, the studio and start, you know, laying down the drum tracks and see where this thing goes. Nice. Yep. I've always been a little interested. Well, not, I've been, very interested in how mastering engineers go about mixing all of that sound together. I mean, it's it's an art form. I know that. But having the ear to make that sound the way you want it to sound just kind of blows me away. 
So you guys are one of the, well, I think you're the only band that we've had that's this new. You guys, you know, you're you're fresh. You're right out of the gates. And that's that's why we're we're so interested on, you know, if you guys were nervous going into the studio and and all that stuff and how you guys go about doing your music. Um, so you all uh, four of you have been playing s- together since 2018 or did you guys uh, play a little bit before? I know with uh, Angry Steve, Joe, I know you were uh, doing that and everything. So with you four, have you guys had any issues as far as like, you know, some of you wanting to go one direction and some of you wanting to go to the other direction? Or are you guys just all kind of on the same page? It seems like you're all on the same page on where you want to go, but just curious on how you guys are, you know, starting to get off the ground and everything, which it seems like you guys are kicking ass doing whatever you need to do for sure. You know that we're a four piece right now and not a five piece like our internet? Okay. Because this four are committed. Gotcha. And, and the other guy's a friend of ours. There's no, like, everything was good, but he's like, I don't have time. And we're like, we're on a mission. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, I heard that. And that's, that's kind of like the same thing with this podcast. We, we came up with this idea just driving down the road. We're, we're, we're truck drivers. And, you know, we drive to Denver and back every night. So we just came up with this idea just driving down the road, talking yeah. to each other. And, you know, we had the comedy hook at first but yeah it just work. really went going anywhere <laughs> so we decided to shed a little light on you know musicians such as yourself and Since we it's spent just, so much time listening to music it's coming along a lot better and more people are interested in this and we are you know, definitely you know that's weird is we list i listened to like the joe devet podcast say is that his name devet yeah, yeah and like yeah, and yeah, I'll I'll build so super impressive, you know, like been to LA, tried out for poison, like but that being said, like I've been singing my whole life too, you know, like I was in competition choir called Harmony Incorporated four years in, in high school and the lead in my musicals and hustling karaoke bars. I just didn't have the opportunity while he was in LA playing. I was a working schmuck, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like I had child support and kids to feed and bills to pay. And I didn't have that opportunity to be in a band and now I do. So I'm for sure going to make the most of it, you know? I mean, I get it. Like we're a new band, but like we're bringing it too. We're so. old, old dudes. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm good. I'm not old. <laughs> I'm an old dude myself. Look at my gray beard. <laughs> <laughs>
If you'd like more information on Shovelhead 66, you can visit their website, shovelhead66.com. Be sure to catch their show Thursday, October 29th at the Denver Halloween Minifest, presented by Bridging the Music. Follow the hashtag MusicIsCommunity for more information. You can also follow Shovelhead 66 on Facebook and Instagram. How long have you guys, each of you, how long have you been playing music? I mean, like, when did you start actually getting into music and actually playing the instruments you're playing now? I'll start. Um, I, I've been playing my whole life. I actually started out in uh, elementary school uh, band playing the drums. My dad uh, always had a drum set. Um, music was always a big part of our uh, family. My dad uh, worked for a lot of years as a stage fan, uh, here in Denver. So at Red Rocks, McNichols sports arena, those types of places. So that's, he's always been a big influence on me, uh, playing the drums only because, uh, he had that drum set, you know, in our basement from the time, basically the time I was born, um, until, you know, I got older and kind of always dabbled in, in different bands and, you know, 
usually everybody's looking for a bassist and a drummer. It seems right. like everybody plays a guitar. Sorry, Brandon. No, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Brandon? How long how long have you been playing the guitar? Same thing. I, I would imagine most most of our stories are going to be similar, but I started at a very young age, uh, middle school. Same thing, explored the band scene. It's different as a guitarist because, yeah, there is a lot of guitarists out there, uh, and there's a lot of different bands. Bass and drum are definitely in demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guitarist always gets interesting, too, because nobody typically wants to just play rhythm. Everybody just wants the front lead, uh, which was okay with me. I didn't mind playing rhythm for quite a few bands, but... Um, I started as a young age and going back to kind of like the style, it's, it's interesting going through the nineties into the early two thousands into like the 2020 and how the music has changed and trying to evolve with that and just the different styles or sounds that are coming out. Um, but it's been cool. It's been a cool journey. We want to be on the forefront of the grunge nineties resurgence. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I was, hear you. I was just Hell about yeah. to make a comment. That's why it's I'm like, wearing this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. You know, it. We really need that that really good rock to come back. Yeah, there is. Definitely. It's basically non-existent. When I heard when Tracy sent me your guys' music for the first time, I was sitting there listening to it. And I was like, Hell yeah, these guys are bringing <laughs> back fucking good alternative. You know, grunge punk kind of. Uh, you know, yep. just the general rock back. It's. It was very nice to listen to, and I've been I've been jamming out to your guys' songs the past week, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, about time somebody, you know, stepped up, and, you know, even you guys being a new band and not just a band that's been together for, you know, 10, 15 years, it's like, hey, let's, let's, let's try doing this. Let's try bringing this back. You guys are like, no, we're doing this. Fucking let's do it. And it, it was refreshing. It was nice. So hearing all the beeps and boops that you get these days <laughs> from a computer. What about you, Mike? How long you been playing? So I got my first bass. It's actually hiding in the closet back here. Um, the When I was a senior in high school, um, one of my friends, I was like, I think I'm going to learn how to play guitar. He's like, go get a bass. Learn to play bass. We need more basses. And uh, so played more or less in my room through a couple years of college and then hooked up with a, a few guys and we we played around memphis for uh three three or four years or so and then uh our drummer got his doctorate and moved to atlanta and blew up the band but you know now he works <laughs> for saint jude and doing good things so that's all that's all well and good Very nice. um and then i moved out to colorado got married settled down here and really didn't touch it for 10 years until a mutual friend of ours said hey you know i know you play bass you want to get together and jam and then got hooked up with these guys and added Brandon in and uh, we're off to the races. So it was a nice, nice hiatus, but I, I really started to miss it. And, uh, you know, this, this definitely scratches an itch for me. Um, I'm happy to, to be really focused on it now. Right. So you mentioned high school. <clears throat> I have to ask, where did you go to high school? <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> so I, I um, I had to sidestep going to CBHS, you know, going in all guys school just didn't sound like a great idea for me, but my, uh, my parents were dead set on me going to some kind of Christian school. So I ended up going to Harding, uh, which is where my, my siblings went to, but at least it was co-ed. So, you know, that was, that was better for me. Harding Academy. I hear you. <laughs> you know what's, fun, 
You know what's funny about Mike is like, uh, we're like total opposites. Like I'm really loud, really, you know, all these tattoos and like, I'll just fight you right here. Mike's like super smart. Like, but you know, through the years now we're working together. I really truly respect him and think he's one of our better players. Now we have Brandon is really good too, but even one of our old guitar players is like, Joe, we can get another guitar player. We can get bass players are hard to find, bro. Like you need to protect that. But you know, like we've really worked together through years now. Like, you know, I learned to be quiet and let Mike talk. No, it's been a a good counterpoint because we obviously have very different styles, but, you know, I have tremendous respect for what Joe does. One, just in the the management of the business of of being a band. Like, that's that's massive. Anyone thinks putting a band together and getting gigs is easy. It's not. Um, Definitely not. That was something that we we lacked in my college band, and we just couldn't get anything off the ground, really. Um, so, I mean, that's just one, but also just having an energetic front man that's out there working the crowd, making it a fun show, um, is just massive. I mean, that's just not necessarily in my DNA. I can I can rock a little bit and like shoot lasers, <laughs> but uh, I'm not I'm not commanding the stage presence like Joe is. Mikey's wicked smart. Mm-hmm. He does. He sounds wicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So I have to ask you, Mike, what, what style do you play? I know a lot of people play what slap and, you know, just plucking the strings or how, what, what style do you play? Finger style exclusively right now. I may get into pick a little bit. Slap. Eh. <laughs> I haven't, haven't really gotten there. Gotcha. Every once in a while I try it, but it just sounds awful. So when you when you guys are getting ready for a show, or do you meet up that like of the day of the show, do you guys meet up and you know play some songs and kind of go over it, or do you just show up and you know, do you guys just start jamming right away? Or do you guys need some time to prepare? Because it, it seems like you guys can just jump right in and just start jamming and you know, it seems like you have that chemistry where you guys are just always ready to go. Do you guys need like time to kind of like get back into the groove of being a band together, especially with, you know, the coronavirus and not being able to spend so much time together? Um, but do you do you get together and play before a show or do you just show up and be like, all right, let's fucking do this? Well, we're nonstop practicing, you know, so like like coming up, we have October 29th, Herman's Hideaway, we're playing 10 to 1030, so... Tickets are available if you want to buy them. What? <laughs> but but seriously, uh, we try and play once a week unless is unless our schedules don't allow us, you know. But now that Herms is coming up, like we had a midweek practice this week, and then you know try and pick right. that up. But then once that show is over, if if we weren't recording, then we can kind of take a week off or show, but it's nonstop, you know? So we don't get together before the show. I mean, I, maybe we met last Sunday or Wednesday and everyone's working on their own. And the day of the show, we show up an hour and a half early and then ready to go, you know? Nice. Yeah. You know, playing that cover band has really helped, (laughs) you know, like the learning things about 
playing live music, you know, even though it was cover bands, like not drinking during the show a ton, we've had like disasters that way. Yeah. <laughs> the Mirage, it didn't go so well. <laughs> Cause yeah, you gotta have one or two. Track, to yeah. Figure out where the, where the guardrails are. Yeah. <laughs> but Mike, I look at Mike and he goes, oh, I go, why? He goes, we don't have a drummer. I go, what the fuck? I said, our gone. Where the hell did drummer go? He's like, he went to the bathroom. So I'm like, hey, whose birthday is it? You know, and this seems like 10 minutes. Like, then he comes back, he's talking to his uh, wife. You're like, like, let's go, dude. He's trashed. You know, everyone in the band was trashed that night. <laughs> it was fun, but oh, yeah, yeah we ain't having that happen again. But yeah, we, we had about a six-month break um, during COVID where we didn't see each other in person. We didn't even really talk all that much. And uh, yeah, I think we, we decided, hey, can we get together in somebody's driveway, you know, a lot of space, open air outside and, and, uh, see what happens. And, um, it was surprising, like how much that, that kind of all fell back together. And, and one, when you play with people, you get to know, um, their style. And so like, I can hear when, when Rob's anticipating a, a change and he's about to do a fill or if he's about to go in another section or something like that. And, um, you know, Likewise, you know, I can tell when, when Joe's either coming out of a verse, going into a chorus, whatever that is. And, and it just becomes a bit second nature. You're not really like paying all that much attention to it, but you can, you're constantly hearing it and you're aware of it and it'll influence your playing. And so once you have that rhythm and that, that familiarity with the people you're playing with, um, falling back into it, it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, I'd say we, we rehearse, you know, the week before a show, give Joe's voice time to, to make sure it's, it's on the up and up. And then, you know, for me personally, I'll get up that morning and I'll play through a couple of songs, not necessarily even fully through them, but just to refresh myself, get, get loose. And then, uh, you know, we step out on stage and do it. Very nice. Yeah. That's something that you learn through time. You're like, we would have practice. Hey, let's practice Thursday or Friday. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing for you. It's not a good thing for me when I'm singing for three hours at practice. And then I have to go sing four hours at the bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not, but that's stuff you learn from playing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Brandon's new guy in the band. Ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always leave it up to the new guy. <laughs> I also, it's also interesting too, though, is uh, the use of electronics where we don't actually technically be in the same room too, to kind of send each other's ideas or practice. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. Something that wasn't there that long ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it does. It does help. It's not the same. I'll tell you, listening to something electronically or playing along to a, a track versus like actually like what Mike's talking about, standing next to somebody and watching them feeding off of like their um, their movements or whatever energy they're putting out there is completely different. Very nice. Yeah, that, that's been super helpful. Uh, Brandon sent me some songs that he had ideas on while I was um, while I was away. And so I asked him, I was like, just send me everything. Send me it with your, your bass track, you know, that, that you've laid down just to have something you know, foundational there. And then I said, okay, cool. I understand like what you're thinking about. Send it to me again without the bass. And then I would go in and actually um, lay in an isolated bass track, send it back to him and we would just kind of pass it back and forth. And then, you know, a week later we actually get together in person. We have Rob, Rob comes in and, and changes the drums up a bit. And it, it kind of morphs based on that. But um, it's been like insanely helpful because you can, you know, Joe has free time at one in the morning. I like to sleep, but I'm also up at five thirty in the morning. So we can 
we can kind of work on things when it's conducive to us and what we've got going on. And then we just make time once a week to get together and actually like bring it together and make sure it all sounds right within the group. Nice. Yeah. We, we've been asking kind of everybody how they've been practicing or, you know, going about at least staying fresh during the whole coronavirus crap going on. And yeah, that's, it, it's just interesting to see how everybody's doing it. Cause they all got a little bit of a different way of doing it. You know, we've kind of heard that some people need, you know, need to be in person to actually, you know, stay sharp, but you guys are at least able to work with the computers and what are we, is this a zoom or is this? Yeah, this is zoom. Yeah. You know, working with the zoom stuff or, you know, FaceTiming each other to see what you guys are doing, you know, what you've done the past week, you know, since your last show is, you know, it's, it's nice to see people, you know, incorporating that into their, into their practices and stuff and instead of just be like, no, I can't, I can't do this instead of just giving up. It's like, if you actually make an effort, you can still, you know, work at it. You know, it's, it's funny. After trying, trying to wait this out, it's, yeah. it's going to be here for a minute. So you can, yeah. you can hang it up or you can, you can work around this. And I'd say, you know, it's allowing us to get probably 80% of the way there. Um, you know, I, I sent Brandon something, um, Saturday, yesterday morning of like, here's 38 seconds of, of clip. I'm thinking about doing this for this section. What do you think? It's like, yeah, that's cool. And then when we get together, we'll work that in and make sure it actually like fits in with the song structure, fits in with, with what Rob and Joe are doing. Um, but at least like, we're not coming in and trying to create ideas on the spot. Um, we have some idea of where we want to take things. We at least understand song structures and chord progressions and you're not, you're not figuring that out in the limited time that you have when you're actually face to face. It's very nice. So let me ask you about that. When you guys, when you, when you do it digitally like this, is there a problem with like keeping the beat, you know, as far as the internet connection is concerned? I mean, that, that seems like it would be a little wonky to work with. Well, yeah, we, so we're, we, not, we're not doing it in real time. We're actually doing it like asynchronously. So okay. um, Brandon's got some, got some software that lets him at least like kind of pseudo program a drum track so that, and it's, it's done on a, a click or a metronome. So it, it will hold a, a steady beat. He can lay his guitar track over. Um, Rob can actually play that back and record a, a drum track over that. I can play it back, listen to it while I'm recording a, a, a single bass track. And then, you know, we're doing our best to, you know, lay it in, um, you know, on the counts and then, just use it to play back and get a sense for what the song sounds like. Um, and then we'll come together in person and actually like play it together and see if it, it works out. Very nice. Hey Mikey. Asynchronously. 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> I don't know. That's the smart guy in the band, bro. I told you he's wicked smart. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, where's the beer, bro? <laughs> we all need that one guy that holds holds it all together. <laughs> Man, yeah, these words are too big for me. What what he just say? <laughs> uh, that man. private school education is yeah. definitely seething out of you right now. <laughs> I've, had, I've had just enough beers to be the professor at the moment. You know. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll fall off the cliff soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. So how about the song Keep Me Running? Um, I'm assuming that Joe, you're the one that comes up with basically you do all the songwriting. Is that right? Or does, you know, yeah, I wrote all the lyrics on the songs. Uh, that one originally Brandon and I talked 
and he said, what songs that you like and what, and so without giving away too much, I said, I like this, this, and this song. Okay. As different ideas. And like my wife calls that our sons of anarchy song, but I really like that. And I was really proud of those lyrics too. I thought they turned out really well, you know, but, uh, he, we talked about it on the phone and I mean, this guy is so talented. He won't say much and he's being humble, but, but no joke. We talk on the phone and literally like a day, day and two later, the song is written. Nice. Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, he's that good. Like, and so then he's shooting it to me and it may take me a few days to like write the lyrics. And then, you know, I start working on them and I'll write this. And then I'm like, as I start singing, I'm like, I'd be better if I change it to this. And yeah, but I really like that song. It, it was one of our first songs that we actually wrote together beside i mean we did take notice but brandon and i collaborating together it was really good you know right and it, and it has a, i think a little bit of that country rock feel but i'm okay with that like you know you know like mike would say I, for me everything needs to be aggressive and loud and fast and mike's like we don't want everything at a 10 or 11 because if we're playing everything at that level, then the 10 doesn't seem so impressive. We got to play some stuff at six and seven. And then when our, when we do play the 10 and 11, it's really, you know, there's a difference. So, yeah. And I like when that song, uh, we say play boys and it crashes in. It's the real deal. So. Very nice. And that song, that song is actually the kind of, I think what pushed us in the direction to all realize what we want to do or what we can do. Um, especially to see how me and Joe work together. It was kind of cool. Thank God he can write lyrics because I have no ability to write any type of form of lyrics. Uh, you can tell me what songs you like and I can build them out, but I'm not going to be able to put any lyrics. Um, so to get to work with Joe and these guys on that was actually actually pretty cool. But that technically was the first, first song kind of where we want to see what style we were going to kind of produce or mm-hmm. what, um, what, yeah, what pace or what energy we were going to get out of each other. Like Brandon sends me music so fast. We're sitting on another two or three songs that we haven't even like, haven't like I have the lyrics written and we've given a few rough drafts, but I almost feel like unstoppable with Brandon. I know it sounds silly, but he is so good at like writing music and then me putting lyrics to it. It is going and going quick. Like nice. Yeah. Cause we, uh, we have at least four of your songs um, right now that uh, that we've been listening to. And do you guys are you guys trying to put a full album together right now, or are you just coming up with songs as as you will, you know, just to kind of you know get your name out there? Well, we have probably enough for a full album. We have. I think 10 songs that are ready to go, but we're, I mean, the goal is to keep uh, writing. I mean, look at it this way. What if we have 15, 16 songs and we only want eight or so on an album for our first album, then we're able to pick our best song or best songs, you know? So, I mean, right, right now when we go to Pete, we will, we're talking about doing a song named 66 and red, take notice. And then if we have time to do keep me running or a third one, that's fine. But, but what if we write, what if Brandon sends me a song a week from now and it's like amazing and we write the lyrics and we're like, well, fuck that needs to go on the album for sure. You know, then that's going to change, you know? Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting that we, we, I think we, 
have are starting to learn is, you know, all of us um, have always, uh, you know, grew up buying an album, a CD, the, getting the full thing. And now with streaming and um, the different types of way music's being released, it's, uh, you know, I, I almost see us putting out stuff like in an EP, just a couple songs at a time. You know, we we recently learned that, you know, about the, sh the shelf life of a song is about right. 90 days now because there's so much new music yeah. coming out and the streaming platforms are so, you know, bombarded with, with music that, uh, you know, we're just, we're just trying to kind of learn the game. How, to, how are we going to play it? How are we going to fit in and, uh, you know, what we're going to do? Yeah, it, and I know it is a very hard game to get into. I think one of my other buddies, he does a podcast as well, he said that it's something like 24,000 songs are downloaded to the internet every single day. And it seems like it's so hard to get noticed these days because you've got such a saturation of music, you know, coming into the internet spectrum. And I feel for you guys. I mean, I feel yeah. for musicians having that much to deal with and trying to, you know, get your name out there and be heard. When we went and saw Third and James, they talked about a female artist named Kayla Ruby, and she had a hit song, and they, she had over a million streams. And he goes, Joe, do you know how hard that is to get a million streams? And she's the one that actually sang the national anthem for Monday Night Football with the Broncos. Wow. And he goes, you know how much she made on that million streams, Joe? And I go, how much? He goes, two grand. Yeah. There's no money. Yeah. That's, that's like, unfortunate. Like, you gotta love this. And stick to your goals. Like, we want to have a good, clean record, like good, clean sound, songs that we're proud of. And then what happens, happens, bro. Like, you know, but if, if Joe does the best I can do, then I'm okay, like, leaving this earth. And that's what it is, you know. Yeah. I did the best I could do and tried to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. And I think our, I think our focus, too, is, you know, obviously what Joe said, but also bring that back around where, you know, we have a, sh a live show that people want to come see. And it, it's kind of interesting, you know, with, with Joe and the way he's um, his energy and how he's, you know, so charismatic and, and he interacts with the crowd. And um, I mean, half the time he's jumping off stage and he's out with the people, obviously before Corona <laughs> and people love that. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see. And then, you know, the people in the crowd feed off his energy we as the band feed off his energy. And really that's where I, I think, you know, we want people, not only do we want them to buy our music when we start putting it out, but we really just want to have folks come see our live show and, and really put on the best show that we can. And, you know, hopefully they enjoy our music. Um, and, and, you know, it keeps growing and uh, building into something that, uh, you know, it, it would be, it would be great to get noticed, you know, in the music industry and, you know, picked up and, you know, get our songs like like Joe said on the radio. That's I think that's the right, definitely kind of one of our yeah. end goals. Yeah. So I mean, we those friends with Float Like a Buffalo. Those guys got a chance through Face Vocals, and they open for them ninety five hundred people, like in Red Rocks, and they get to do a few songs there. And now they just 
sold out two night shows again, like it's not the same Red Rocks because you can't sell a ton of tickets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but like Rob said on the show, when it's live and we're in a little venue like the Alley in Littleton or the Lucky Mutt, those places are small and the people are packed right in front of us. And then we start doing Beastie Boys, Fight for Your Right, Blitzkrieg Bop, those punk stuff. And it's like damn near a mosh pit and I'm in the middle of it. Fuck yeah. Like it doesn't get any better than that, bro. Like that's what you're living for. Hell yeah. You know, you want it on a big scale though, but, but still like I'll take the little scale. It's fun. Like people, People are enjoying themselves. They are friends and family. Fuck it, man. Like, Hell yeah. you know. Yeah, we're I don't think you can say that, Joe. <laughs> Sorry. My, yeah, my kid's going to be listening to this and they'll be disappointed. <laughs> we're definitely going to do our part to it might... help spread your guys' music for sure because we, yeah. we love it. Thank you. Thanks. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, the, I'll give you a good story too. We were playing at the alley and, uh, you know, I can't remember what song we're playing. We're rocking out. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there drumming, kind of paying attention to what I'm doing. And then I look up and Joe is standing on the bar <laughs> singing out to the to the crowd. And it, uh, it was just one of those things you're like, where'd our singer go? It wasn't like me when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> like, where'd he go? He's on this. He's like standing on the bar. Nice. Hell yeah! Your your guys' show just sounds like it's an absolute blast to be a part of. Yeah, super fun, you know. And sometimes, like I know on our Facebook page, uh, Rob had done a really good job putting like some video clips of when we were live. And sometimes it's a little embarrassing to me because if you come to the show, fifty percent of the enjoyment is me performing and the band performing, I'm not necessarily worried about when I was like recording at Brandon's house doing nowhere to hide. Like that's a serious song. And I like want to sound my best, but when we're at the show, it's not that way, you know, like, like let's make it happen and have fun and have the people like we have a friend, wild Willie. Hey, what up Willie? Uh, he'll jump on mic with us too and sing and stuff, you know, like who cares? Like if you're a drunk dude and you want to sing on our mic, let's it's our show. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Like, let's sing. Let's have fun. Like, tear the house down, you know? Like, hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So, you guys got a show coming up, and that's the Halloween Mini Fest. Is that right? Yes. All right. So, that's on uh, October 29th, and people can find tickets at shovelhead66.com. That is also correct, right? Yes, and there's a little link. So uh, Rob set it up where it says tickets to Herman's Hideaway, and then you click on it, and it'll take to a site called Bridging the Music, and they can buy tickets there. They're like $15 and a $3 processing fee, I think. So Now, where mm-hmm. can people find your guys' music right now? I know you're going to be doing recordings and everything. Where are you going to have those recordings? Are they going to be available like Apple Music, Spotify, th- those kinds of platforms? And where can they be found right now? Oh, okay. So we have a couple of the demos on actually our website that they can listen to. Um, and then, yeah, the plan is once we once we get uh, completed uh, with our recording with Pete, that we're gonna get it out on all of the uh, streaming platforms that are available. But the best way to see it right now is come to our show. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Heard that. <laughs> 
Thanks. I'll buy you guys two tickets to go make the drive. I know it's a long ways from Grand Junction. <laughs> We're used to it. We can we can make it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get you two tickets. I bought Pete two tickets. I go, don't be, don't be making me paying for them if you ain't coming. He's like, no, I'm coming. I'm like, all right. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to have to wrap it up here. We're running into our next interview. So, well, and we're running out of time. Yeah. We've been doing it for <laughs> just over an hour, and we only have an hour and 20 minutes of oh, damn. available. <laughs> Got to edit it. Yeah, yeah, we only have an hour and 20 minutes of available upload time. Yeah, we're limited to a gigabyte. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a song or two on for us. Come on. Oh, yeah. We yeah Don't yeah. worry. We're well, gonna, we got uh, that we're going to put that's, on. Yeah, that's why we try to leave you know at least 15 minutes at the end to well not at the end but 15 minutes of total time to throw some of your guys' songs in there and just on our demos we've been played on three internet radios i haven't heard one yet so maybe i'll hear it this time oh you'll hear <laughs> you'll it. hear it this time <laughs> <laughs> all right so shovelhead 66 everybody it's joe otis brandon Sauter, rob allen and mike moore we really appreciate you guys coming on yeah, and we will coming. have this up and edited by tonight and it will be available tomorrow around 6 a.m. Or 3 a.m., depending wow. on how late you stay up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, we, thanks, guys. We appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we really Thanks for the conversation. It. Yeah, excited to come see you guys play and play live. I want to see you jumping off the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Shovelhead 66, we ain't jacking around. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks, Dallas. Appreciate you. Right. Yeah. Appreciate you. it, guys. Y'all yeah, have a good you. day. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good All day. Good. See you, you guys, too. Thanks.
Okay, so we want to give a special thanks to Joe Otis, Brandon Sauter, Rob Allen, and Mike Moore, all of Shovelhead 66. Thank you guys for sitting down with us and taking the time to let us ask you a few questions about the band and, you know, just everything you guys are doing. And we're, we're really excited that you guys are going to be out there. Now you're going to do some professional recordings at World Famous Studios. That's just awesome. Very glad that you guys can, you know, have that experience for yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, and I can't wait to hear what they come out with in the future. Exactly. Off of the, the songs that we've heard so far, I'm just like, more. Give me more. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Hell yeah. So that's all the time we have for you today. Um, Shovelhead66, you can find their music right now at shovelhead66.com. And you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Go check them and out. And as for us, Driving Out Loud, you can always follow us, Driving Out Loud, on Instagram and Facebook. And drivingoutloud.com, baby. Yes, that's where you can find all of our podcast episodes. Don't forget to download this latest episode and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Subscribe. Subscribe, please. So thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week with another special guest. Aw, yeah. See yo, we're out. Later. If you've enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button so you can be notified each time we publish a new episode. Also, we ask that you share the show for other podcast listeners. Join us at facebook.com slash driving out loud. You can also subscribe at our website, www.drivingoutloud.com or follow the links provided in the show summary. Thanks for listening.